Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. I'm Tim with Ed. Now Steve Jordahl joins us. He does. Tag Good team with Fred Jackson. Yep. We sometimes we actually tag. You tag? Yes. Uh, how are you, Steve? I'm well. I'm laughing a little bit. My colleague uh, Chris Woodward just put up a dad joke on uh, Twitter. Well, Ed, tell, tell yeah. us what that is, uh, Steve. What do taxidermists do for fun? What, Steve? You know, stuff. <laughs> oh, man. That, I don't know. That that, is, I, I would use my Twitter to put that up. That is a dad uh, joke, though. Dad jokes are yeah. supposed to be groaners. But, yeah, that was uh, – Yeah, that's that's a laugh, but it's a J.J. Jasper. Yeah. Uh, it's one where you go, oh. Jo- it's a joke. Oh, man. J.J., JJ we call him the king of corn, right? But I don't. For his joke. You don't? No. I believe you, but yeah. Anyway, uh, I was just, I'm just. JJ has some very, very funny material. Yeah, but he's standing. also got some very, very but, corny. But material. he's got some corny jokes yeah. too. But give him that one. <laughs> sure, Steve, I'll sure see him. I actually, sure. I actually, I actually like put that. that. JJ will put that one in his repertoire. Yeah, I bet he will. Huh? <laughs> and he, I'll make him credit me so, every so time what, he tells what, it. What, what was tr- Twitter worthy again? That Chris put up there. What's what's a joke again? Just so we can all. What do taxidermists do for fun? Okay, what? You know. Stuff. Stuff. Okay, gotcha. All right. Ed didn't laugh that time. No, at all. not the second time. He did a smile. No, a little smile. It's it's a uh, corny Joe. You gotcha. you can get me right out of the shoot, right? And I'll laugh. But... Yeah. All right, Steve. Second, all right. Second, second joke. No, no. I oh, wish yeah. this was a joke, but this is all serious. So Brad Winstrup, who's a Republican lawmaker, representative from Ohio, is uh, on a crusade to get the FBI to change the way it is categorizing the horrific shooting of the Republicans on the baseball field several years ago, the one where Steve Scalise was uh, wounded and, and nearly lost his life. The FBI did a deep dive into this thing, and you know what they came up with? They say that this was a guy who was trying to commit suicide by cop. In other words, he came hoping that the police would take him out because he didn't have the guts to put, turn the gun on himself. And and this, to me and to him, seems like the, the links right. that they will go to keep from calling uh, somebody who doesn't like Republicans domestic terrorists. Yeah, that's what, why is this, why is this, why is this story coming out now? Why is it important? It, it's, well, it's coming out now because they've just released publicly the uh, this report on on why it was so this just, is from the FBI. Okay, this is from 2017. The shooting. Yes, in June of 2017. So it's taken four years for the FBI to declassify. release to declassify. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so it wait, came, and then, hold on just a minute. This fellow, I remember him. He went to this baseball field, and it said, "Is that the Republicans?" Yep. Uh, and asked somebody, and then he got out his uh, automatic weapon and started just shooting. Yep. people uh, and try, trying to kill a bunch of them because they were Republicans. Republicans, His name and is- he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. He followed the Southern Poverty Law Center on the internet. I yep. remember that story. Yep, and so he was there trying to kill these Republicans because he was motivated by his political views. Well, his extreme political views. He viewed the Republicans as worthy of death. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. James Hodgkinson or something. So that's exactly. a, that, that's a political. <laughs> that's obviously <laughs> that's obviously a political uh, motivation yeah. there for him to do that. But the FBI didn't categorize it that they way. They did not. They why, said. Why, why would you put? You're hoping to get suicide by cop. Why would you put that instead of he? He hated Republicans. Well, this, of course, the FBI wouldn't admit this, but the thinking is that they don't want to categorize a left-wing white guy as a domestic terrorist. Why not? Because it's only right uh, conservatives and Trump supporters that are domestic terrorists. Right. I, that's and, what and I think. That, okay. And well, that that's obvious by this <laughs> by this categorization yeah. uh, of this crime. By, well, it's like when uh, the FBI. The, you just don't think of the FBI as being liberal wackos well you do after the whole russiagate thing well and the, remember nadel hassan who uh sh- shot uh people at yeah. fort hood yeah i think it was fort hood a workplace workplace, workplace violence, violence they called it. well that was because obama didn't want to criticize muslims right right well so, i'm just saying it's politicizing what's happening gotcha to serve it's an example a narrative remember peter struck yeah. and lisa page were fbi yeah yeah, I, I say left-wing wackos. What I mean is, uh, evidently, there's a lot of left-wing ideology that runs the even the Federal Bureau of Investigation today. It's deep. They call it the deep, deep state, state for a reason. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that would explain uh, calling what the man did who tried to murder yep. all the Republicans, and then you say, no, he's really trying to be killed by cops. That was yeah. his goal. That was absurd. Well, right? and, and, it's, and it's provable that it's not his reason because right, he right. didn't realize that Steve's, I mean, he, uh, uh, he, there are several, he was hiding. There are d- several indicators that yes. it would say that it's not. Uh, first of all, he had a list in his pocket right. of Republicans, yeah. uh, the, you know, and he asked, is there a Republican or Democrats there? He was heavily armed. He was, uh, he sought cover. Right. When he was, uh, when he was shooting it, um, the security detail, the cops were there, but there's no way that he would know that the cops were right there to kill him because they were Secret Service police undercover in plain clothes. They were there because Steve Scalise is the majority whip, majority at the time, and they get Secret Service protection if you're that high up in the in the party apparatus. Yeah. See, if you if you just want to commit suicide by cop. You go to the corner of Maine and right. Maple, right. and you shoot up into the air, and then when the police show up, you point, you point the gun, gun at them, at and yeah. then they kill you. Yeah. Yeah, you I don't just... go to look for Republicans and open fire on them, nope. not even knowing that there are undercover But what would be – I don't want to uh, – this story is uh, – I don't want to continue much longer with this story, but I, I have to ask you if you understand why – what would be the what would be the motivation for the – FBI to deny reality on this and not call it a politically motivated shooting. Instead, call it a guy who wanted to die by uh, by cop, suicide by cop. Why would you do that? My guess is it has to do with narrative. The narrative is that domestic terrorists or Trump supporters are white guys, and even though Trump was in office at this point. Well, this guy was a white guy. Well, but, but he, wasn't a a tr- he was a left-winger. Not a Trump supporter. He wasn't a he wasn't a Trump supporter. So why does it matter? Why just call him like you see him? If a if a uh, Trump supporter did something like this, I would say just say he was polo- motivated because he was a conservative wacko. I don't have a problem with that. Well, but uh, what, why do you why, why do they want to deny that liberal wackos exist? Because the only wack wackos that exist are people on the right. Why? 
because well, they're well, the, what's they're the, the what's domestic. The, what's the end game here? They're the domestic threat. Who is? The end game the, is to make people conservatives on, People on look. the right, Trump supporters, the January 6th type people, they are the threat to this country, so those are the ones we need to crack down on. Well, they may be. Some of them may be a threat to. I'm not. Yeah. Am I? Am I yelling at y'all? You're, yeah. <laughs> I need to get my NPR voice back. <laughs> well, what I'm saying okay. is, if you if you want to skew the debate and make only only the people on the right the enemy, you crack down on them. If you admit that there are nut jobs on the left then it's not about Trump or it's not about what you believe. It is that there are whacked out people on both sides, so let's be fair about this. Okay. Deep breath. Uh, okay. I, I, there, I, I, am, I have a purpose in continuing this conversation, yeah. okay? Because I want to go one step deeper. Okay. Because this is, this is extremely serious, the one step deeper here. Uh, and that is... Because I'm willing to admit that there are crazy people on the right, uh, are, are crazy people and or evil people who have terrible, uh, who sometimes act out terribly, and they're also on the left. Right. There are Correct. there are racist white people and there are racist black people. I mean, this is you have to take almost everything on an individual case by case basis. Correct. That we, if if we haven't learned anything by the police situations the last with with black men, we've learned that you got to case by case it really. Right. But now here's my point: is why would the narrative from the FBI and the mainstream media want to push the idea that only conservatives are Trump supporters are the bad guys are the are, are the guy? Why wouldn't they just want to call them like you see them? What are you trying to ultimately push America into by advancing this uh, this this uh, narrative that is false? Does that make sense? I understand the question. I have a feeling you have an answer that I I don't uh, I I'm not probably going to be able to come up with. Why do you, you mean, think you do you hit a wall at that point? You have well, no, no answer. I I think what is I the know. answer? Tell my me the answer. An, my answer would be because the the left sees things. Conservatives see things from a right versus left perspective. Liberals see things from a right versus wrong perspective. They're right, and we are wrong. And we are good versus evil. We are evil. So the more they can paint domestic terrorists and all that whole thing coming only from the right, then they they paint us as evil. They could dismiss us. From the conversation, you, you don't talk you, with you, evil people. You you want you want us to say so that talking when to they, me, yeah. Tim wants you had to say yeah. what because we we both have. I think we uh, Steve and I are both saying the same thing in terms of the narrative. But I think what you're after is that, that when socialism comes, that they <laughs> they can say it had to come because the people on the right were the threat. Bingo. Okay. I think Bingo. I, that, that's, that's where that's where, so I think yeah. we all three agree with I the do. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. The reason the left, the secular left, the news media, many in the news media, want to push the idea that it's only like Trump supporters are the white supremacists or white nationalists, uh, those are the real th- that's the real threat to America, right? Is because even though that's not true. That's not true. 
Are there white nationalists out there? Yeah, I'm one of them. Okay, I'm a I believe in America, and I'm a white guy. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a white supremacist. Right. I don't believe in the superiority of the white race. Uh, but 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 what they want to do is they want to make us all half the country or more uh, the bad guys, so that so you so you constantly put this narrative down people's throats. They can save us. So that one day they can come round us up. Mm-hmm. Right. Huh? I mean that figuratively, but I mean that literally too. Maybe one day they can come round us up because these because uh, we need to be reprogrammed. We need to be punished for having our views. All things that were said about Trump supporters yes. here in the last year. Yes, we're deplorables. So it's the conditioning of the general public, of the mind of the general public in America, that these people need to be dealt with. Yes. These people who uh, would vote for Trump or would be. You hear that kind of stuff. Every, you heard that kind of stuff during the campaign every day on CNN and MSNBC. Remember all the all the talk about they need to be reprogrammed. Yes. They need to go to re-education yes. camps. Yes. Because you are enemies of the state. Yes. <laughs> so they can't do that overnight. Right. But if you condition the general public over years to believe, especially the Christians are the problem, then right. we can shut down their churches, take away their guns, take away their voting rights. We'll do some things to make them pay for having these views because these views, as, as Steve said, are in the mind of the secular progressive are wicked and evil, even though ironically these people don't even believe in spiritual wickedness right. or evil, uh, except that they hate our guts. You, you, if you have a modern slang vernacular, if you have a revolutionary movement, you've got to have an enemy. Yes, for Hitler, it was the Jews, right? But for the secular progressives in America today, it's the white. Well, they don't care about that anymore. Uh, They don't like black or Hispanic Christians either, or conservatives. conservatives. It's it's ideological, really. It's not race. uh, It's those Bible. Believing, constitution-loving, right? But they're uh, they're even. I guess they would even call black and Hispanic Christians white supremacists. <laughs> I guess, wouldn't they? I guess I have heard it. Huh? They would call it. They're they're well. They're, they're not. Joe well, they, Biden said you're not really black if you don't well, vote listen, for me. Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court Justice. They wouldn't. Uh, the secular progressives wouldn't even put a a tribute to him in the African American. Smithsonian Museum. Yep. Now, why wouldn't right. they? Why wouldn't they? Scrub his name. Why wouldn't they? Off. Because he's a conservative. His views are illegitimate. And he's not really a black man. Right. Because he's not liberal. You see, yes. that's, it's, that's in the same uh, thinking process that we've just been talking right. about right here. That's why, even though we laugh about some of these crazy stories, it's, it's in the end, it's not funny. Right. And they've convinced a a whole generation, millennials and many in Gen Z, to support socialism, communism, and that our country's evil. So therefore, the people who support the old way of thinking are enemies. And and also, they want to attach us to... uh, That's why they're always pushing the... uh, You know, to historical injustices against... uh, 
especially uh, uh, black folks in America. Well, who who's behind that? They say, you know, who who kept uh, black folks in slavery? Who uh, discriminated against them? Well, it was those it was those white Christians, right? Conservatives. Uh, that's who did that. They need to be they and their offspring from ten generations need to be punished. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the that's the way these people think, right? So uh, that's what we're that's what we're up against. Uh, so the narrative, you have to pay attention to what the narrative is. That's why the mainstream media will ignore something that goes against their narrative. And I guess even the FBI, yeah. in this case, will uh, try to change the narrative on something that was so obviously politically motivated. Yeah, You find your allies where you can, and uh, we don't, I don't uh, recommend this gentleman uh, for much, but occasionally... Uh, the left is going to have to get past one of their own if they want to do everything that they they have designs on. Uh, Bill Maher has uh, is kind of a level-headed liberal. Uh, again, I don't recommend. He's very foul language. He on hates the Christians. Show. He, yeah, he he's but he, he's pretty wicked. I want you to fun. hear what he has to say about millennials these days. Uh, play cut eight. Thirty-six percent of millennials think it might be a good idea to try communism. But much of the world did try it. I know millennials think that doesn't count because they weren't alive when it happened. But it did happen. And there are people around who remember it. Pining for communism is like pining for Betamax or MySpace. So when you say, you're old, you don't get it. Get what? Abolish the police and the border patrol and capitalism and cancel Lincoln? No, I get it. The problem isn't that I don't get what you're saying or that I'm old. The problem is that your ideas are stupid. <laughs> well, on that, we can't agree yes. with Bill Maher. And that's a first. I don't think I've ever said that in my life. Uh, but That was a thing of beauty right you there. Know what, you know what Bill Maher does get, seemingly, uh, by a lot of his comments, especially the last few months, is common sense. Yeah. And if you want to, if you want to destroy... The American way of life, you, you keep following the progressive ideas. They call them progressive ideas. And you're going to end up with socialism or communism. And what he was saying was there was some kind of poll done of millennials. Millennials, would that be under 30? I mean, thir- would that be would that be 30 to 40? Uh, not quite it's, 40. It's it's uh, lot, probably at this point 26, 28. To 40? Probably to 38, 39, somewhere in there. They're right under uh, – okay, so – Maybe maybe twenty five. Anyway, it's it's anyway, getting that, moving it's, up. It's thirty something, uh, I guess late twenties, thirties. But uh, they don't believe uh, that that they believe in communism. Uh, well, thirty six percent. That's not a majority, but that's a pretty high number. If you ask them, uh, do they support com- communism? Let's not try a, it. Let's it, try it. With a third of them, communism is not a bad word. It's something to embrace. And and to be to be fair. You don't, I don't think most of them know what communism it. is. Right. They're thinking free tuition for college. Yes, yes, That's yes. what they're thinking. That's they true. think they're that's communism. They're not thinking communism. about tanks rolling into your city. To Tiananmen Square. Gotcha, yeah. I gotcha. Uh, I agree with that. 1980 yeah. to 1994 is when millennials, according okay. to the uh, psychologist who so, labels such things. Gotcha. Okay. Next, next story, Steve. All right. Um, <laughs> let's talk about – I got a couple fun things to add with. Let's talk about masks. Uh, you know, M-A-S-K-S? M-A-S-K-S. That's not – there okay. are some people. That's funny to you, Steve. Well, I tell you, this is kind of funny. There are okay. some people who are kind of, 
I would call them Fauci sycophants. They really just think that he's the bee's knees, as they used to say in the 50s, that I don't remember. They walk I, around with a T-shirt with his face on it? They do, and they make up songs for him. I want you to hear cut 12. He's the goat. Yeah, cut 12. Dr. Fauci, give us vaccines. Help all the people who have been quarantined. We'll wear our masks and we'll have to stay distant. We'll wash our hands and we'll be more resistant. Fauci, yes, promise us please. We'll have a cure that can fight off this disease. Restrictions we'll lift with some ease. Dr. Fauci, don't forget me. Who, who, who we have the pleasure of hearing? Was this well, I don't a, know his name. This was at a, uh, was a karaoke bar. Was or that no. Amer- American Idol? No, it was not. This was early, only in the early rounds. It was at a vaccinate New York rally. And that's so, you know what's sad about that? That person was genuine. Yeah, right. That oh, was yeah. He worked on that. That wasn't was, that wasn't satire. He was official. He had. Yeah. He was one of those things where he had the cards written out. Yeah, was, yeah. That by, the way, by the way, mask outside are useless. Yeah, and Fauci is starting to reconsider this. We're going to have whole well, new I, guidance from I him soon. I should reframe that. Masks outside aren't aren't useless. They're unnecessary. Is what uh, that was a a study from the uh, M- MIT. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was MIT. I think the other day uh, came out with a study, and there are other studies that are coming out that say. Kind of what we all knew all along, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You you can't get a virus just out in the open, uh, walking around, and so uh, or running cross country, huh? Or, <laughs> or running, running cross or, country, or running running cross country. Yeah. So we'll save the mask inside argument for another day, but mask outside, yeah. uh, uh, as one guy said the other day, is is kind of crazy. Yeah, because it doesn't it doesn't. Uh, have any use. Go ahead, Steve. I want you to hear, uh, this is a, uh, a police officer who, uh, you remember on the shooting death, the tragic shooting death of Micaiah Bryant, the police officer rolled up. LeBron James tweeted out a picture of this officer and you're next. Well, this is Bellevue, Idaho, police officer Nate Silverster, uh, and this is what his take is on this. He rolls up on, well, he's pretending to roll up on a knife fight. Listen to Cut 13. Dispatch, I've arrived at that disturbance. We have LeBron call my cell phone right away, please. Thank you. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. No, can you put the knife down, please, sir? Sir, no, 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 sir, don't stab it. No, no, stop stabbing. Stop. Oh, hold on. Hold on. It's LeBron. LeBron, hey, yeah, it's me again. Listen, I'm out here at this disturbance call, and there's a guy trying to stab another guy with a knife. What do you think I should do? Why does that matter? Okay, uh, well, they're both black. One guy's trying to stab another guy with a knife. Deadly force is completely justified. Uh-huh. I see. So you don't care if a black person kills another black person, but you do care if a white cop kills a black person, even if he's doing it to save the life of another black person? I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then again, you are really good at basketball, so I guess I'll take your word for it. All right. Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks, LeBron. Michael Jordan's the GOAT. What? Nothing. I gotta go. Sorry, guys. Uh, the GOAT is... Uh... Greatest of all time. Yes, yes. Here's, here's somebody, here's That's why you said that Fauci was the goat. But yeah, that was tongue in cheek. Michael Jordan. He was saying to yeah. LeBron James, uh, you know that whole situation. 
that was a funny skit right there yeah. to make a point about LeBron James and uh, not caring about black people killing other black people. But the whole tragedy in Cincinnati, obviously, is not funny. No. A, a young lady did die as she was trying to stab this other girl, and uh, the police shot her. But uh, very tragic situation. All right, have a good day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.